0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2376, How Misplaced Financial Priorities Lead to Lame Excuses, by Len Penzo of LenPenzo.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Welcome back to Optimal Finance Daily, where I'm here with you every day of the week, sharing some of the world's best articles covering personal finance. So with that, let's get right to today's article as we optimize your life. How Misplaced Financial Priorities Lead to Lame Excuses by Len Penzo of LenPenzo.com My teenage son Matthew had a bit of a tantrum last week. Okay, actually it was a full-scale meltdown. After he found out that I wouldn't let him ride his BMX bicycle until he got the brakes repaired. It turns out his bike brakes broke. Try saying that three times in a row while he was doing some complex stunt called, if I remember correctly, a toothpick hangover. Then again, maybe it was a how you do and grind, which as everybody knows is a rail hop 180 to an ice pick to a half cab 180 off. Okay, you got me, thank God for Wikipedia. Anyway, my son got angry because he didn't have enough money to pay for the repairs and that meant he couldn't get around town to visit his friends. I know what you're thinking, Why don't you stop being such a cheapskate, Len, and pay for your son's brake job? I'll tell you why. It turns out, the day before, Matthew decided to spend his last dollar on a new BB gun, even though he knew I wouldn't let him ride his bike until it had new brakes. So, of course, it was now all my fault that his mobility was suddenly severely curtailed. Teenagers. Excuses, excuses. I love it when people make excuses for why they're always too poor to pay their bills or unable to afford certain things in life. It's always everybody's fault but their own. Here are a few examples of the most common excuses. The situation. Johnny finds himself buried under a mountain of credit card debt. The scapegoat, the credit card company. The typical excuse. Come on, how can anybody dig themselves out of debt with these high credit card interest rates? The more than likely reality, a lack of self control that leads to too many impulse purchases. The solution Make sure to always be aware of your income and outgo, and most importantly, spend less than you earn. There's a reason the latter suggestion is the first of my 10 commandments of personal finance. The situation Maria has nothing saved for retirement. The scapegoat, the clock. The typical excuse, I'm living for today, baby. After all, I have plenty of time to save for my retirement. The more than likely reality, a lack of patience. The solution. Aside from learning the art of patience, it's essential to let time work for you by taking advantage of the power of compound growth as soon as possible. Otherwise, you'll find yourself playing catch up in your later years. Remember, the only thing financially worse than being young and poor is being old and penniless. The situation. Neil is constantly living from paycheck to paycheck and is barely able to make ends meet. The scapegoat. The boss. The typical excuse. My boss never gives me a raise. Besides, I have one of those woefully underpaid jobs. The more than likely reality. An unwillingness to put in the additional effort and time required to earn more money. The solution. In the short term, figure out where your money is going by tracking your expenses. Then set up a budget. Try learning a new skill that's in high demand by employers or take on a second job to give you the added financial cushion that will enable you to build an emergency fund and make retirement contributions. This situation, Sarah doesn't have an emergency fund. The scapegoat, the government. The typical excuse, that's what unemployment benefits are for the more than likely reality, denial, and an unhealthy reliance on the government to provide for everything in the event of a personal financial setback like a job layoff. The solution, build up your cash reserves to cover at least three, but preferably six months worth of expenses. Also understand that one, in the event of a layoff, unemployment benefits are probably not gonna be enough to cover all of your household expenses. And two, There are plenty of other good reasons to have an emergency fund to draw on besides a job loss, including unexpected home or car repairs and health issues. The moral of the story. As the old saying goes, if wishes were horses, then beggars would ride. Most of us don't have incomes high enough to afford us everything we want in life. As a result, we must constantly prioritize and reprioritize what's really important with respect to our personal finances. Sure, we can complain all we want and make excuses until the cows come home, but there's no getting around the fact that our spending habits reveal our priorities in life. When we find ourselves in a tight spot financially, it's usually because we've misplaced our priorities. Not always, but more often than not. The bottom line is this, excuses are a convenient tool for those who don't want to admit they're to blame for their situation. So the next time you find yourself in a bit of a financial difficulty, Resist the temptation to make an excuse and instead focus your attention inward. Until you muster the courage to take responsibility for your situation, you'll never gain the power to do something about it. You just listened to the post titled How Misplaced Financial Priorities Lead to Lame Excuses by Len Penzo of lenpenzo.com. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/ofd. That's m-o-n-a-r-c-h-m-o-n-e-y.com/ofd for your extended 30-day free trial. There is a common criticism I see of articles like this that have that "pick yourself up by your bootstraps" flavor to them. I see these comments regularly on my YouTube channel where I post the main stage presentations from the economy conference. People like to point out that if someone's doing well financially, it's mostly not due to smart decisions and hard work, it's mostly due to privilege. And so it's irritating when those people tell you to just make better decisions about earning more money and spending less. I don't deny the role of privilege. But it's also not helpful to claim that doing better financially is solely due to privilege. It requires both luck and hard work. A trust fund baby drowning under a layer of sloth is wasted privilege, and this can be equally as annoying as unacknowledged privilege. However, anyone's level of privilege is outside of their control, and a lot of what we talk about when it comes to improving your finances is focusing on the elements of your life where you can exercise some agency. Nothing you hear on this show proposes a solution to systemic poverty. And there are people who are truly disadvantaged to the point that they can't reduce their expenses any further, and there really are no opportunities for them to increase their income. At one point, the World Bank reported that half of the world's population was living on less than $5 per day. And the idea that those people should just get smarter about money management is ludicrous. I think articles like the one you heard today are for people who could do better, but are choosing not to. And many of us living in a first world country with access to the internet, a grocery store, clean running water, shelter, clothing, etc., are far less disadvantaged than we realize. And that should do it for today. Thank you for being a subscriber or follower of the show and sharing it with others. It really goes a long way to keep this podcast going. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.